Starting this afternoon, teams across the NFL can begin placing the franchise or transition tag on players. One obvious candidate here in Carolina is Brian Burns. I'll provide the case for and against placing the franchise tag on Burns right here on Locked on Panthers. You are Locked on Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council because on Fridays right here on the show throughout the offseason, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Beginning this afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in New York City, teams can begin placing both the franchise and transition tags on players ahead of free agency. The deadline will be at 4 p.m. on March 5th. The Carolina Panthers, of course, are a team who have an obvious franchise tag candidate. That is Brian Burns. Back in 2022, at the deadline, when people were wondering, would this be a fire sale in Carolina? The Panthers were one of the worst teams in the NFL. They had just fired Matt Rule. It would make sense that for a team that needed a quarterback and that needed to get some draft assets, that they would start parting ways with some players that could give them a big return. One of those players was, again, Brian Burns, who the Panthers decided not to give up to get a first round pick in 24 and in 25 from the Los Angeles Rams along with a third round pick. Then you go back to last March on the 10th when the Panthers decided to trade up to number one in order to draft Bryce Young number one overall. The Panthers could have traded Derrick Brown. They could have traded Brian Burns. Instead, they decided to trade away a player who could have significantly helped Bryce Young this past season in DJ Moore. Then one more time this past trade deadline, teams were interested in Brian Burns and the Panthers said no. So here we are. Brian Burns has not been traded by the Carolina Panthers. We've had multiple opportunities to do so and have not done so. And in the times where they have not traded away, have also not been able to come to terms with a long-term deal, which is a little bit puzzling. If you're not going to trade the man and get some significant draft capital, why has it taken until now and even beyond for you to give him what he wants financially? That's is a real question I have for the Carolina Panthers. Either pay him or trade him. There can be no in-between. So here today, we're going to talk about the case for and against the Carolina Panthers franchise tagging Brian Burns by 4 p.m. on March 5th in a couple of weeks. Franchise tag for linebackers this year, which is what Brian Burns is now designated, is $22.7 million. The Carolina Panthers have only $28.6 million in salary cap space. If Burns 
is tagged. All $22.7 million goes towards Carolina Panthers salary cap. You can do the math. That leaves the Panthers of less than $6 million of cap space and having some serious decisions to make in order to free up cap space to build out this roster upcoming in free agency. Now, the case for Brian Burns will start off with that. Number one, Brian Burns is one of the Carolina Panthers' best players and one of its leaders. You would want to keep a player of his talent and a player that this team wants to follow. He's worn the captaincy the last couple of seasons. It's very clear that he's respected within that locker room. Despite all the losing, everyone still has respect for Brian Burns, wants to be followed by Brian Burns, and understands that the Panthers are really only going to be as good as with a quarterback, but as good as a guy like Brian Burns allows him to be on the defensive side of the ball. Now, in 2023, Brian Burns did have somewhat of a down season after being a back-to-back Pro Bowler in 21 and in 22, but he had 40 pressures, had eight sacks last season, 18 quarterback hits, had an 11.1 pressure rate. The athletic, this just goes to show you how he's viewed across the league. We already know how the Rams viewed him, Two first and a third. How he's viewed across the league. The Athletic has him rated as their number one free agent going into free agency. That's how they view Brian Burns as the number one available free agent out there before any tag has been placed and before the new league year starts on March 13th. They view him as the top available free agent upcoming here in March. That tells you the Carolina Panthers should not be hesitant to pay a player who a team out there would be willing to give Brian Burns $22, $23, $24 million per year. He is deserving of that money. You're going to probably push back and say, well, he didn't play well this year. He doesn't deserve the money at all, which leads me to number two reason why the Carolina Panthers should franchise tag Brian Burns and not let him just walk away. The Panthers don't have any other reliable edge rushers or any skill at edge rusher outside of Brian Burns period, that's on the roster currently. He only had eight sacks last season. The Panthers had 27 sacks. Dead last in the NFL. He almost had a third of their sacks this past fall. The Panthers were 30th in the league in pressure percentage at 17.2. I just pointed out that Brian Burns had an 11.1 pressure rate by himself. The Panthers were last in the league with 90 pressures. 40 of those were from Burns. Nearly 30% of the sacks from Burns, nearly half of their pressures from Brian Burns. His pressure percentage is outstanding. The Panthers as a collective is terrible. Amari Barno, DJ Johnson, and Eku Liotta are the only edge rushers currently on the active roster here in Carolina. They combine for a grand total of zero sacks this past season. Brian Burns, in his career, has 46 sacks. He is just 25 years old. DJ Johnson, in his one career in the NFL, also at 25 years old, has zero sacks. I don't know how to better illustrate how the Panthers are royally effed without Brian Burns as an edge rusher here in Carolina. They're already among the worst in the league with him. What are they going to be without him? Well, still the worst in the league, but so much worse than what they already were with no one in the pipeline that you can depend on. So not only is he one of your best players and one of your leaders, he's also the only edge rusher you even have on the freaking team, man. And number three reason why they need to tag him, you can't let him leave for nothing. If the Panthers had no interest in giving Brian Burns the kind of salary that he's looking for, they should have traded him back in October 2022. They should have gotten the two first-round picks and a third-round pick from the Rams. That first-round pick 
was very high last year, and they could have used that to bump up to number one with Chicago and not have to give up what the Panthers gave up, which included this year's first-round pick and DJ Moore. They could have maybe even given up this year's first-round pick and then still already had a first-round pick. Would not have been as high as the Rams went to the playoffs as possible. They could have given up the Rams' first-round pick and had the number one overall pick and had DJ Moore. And if they had DJ Moore, I don't think he's going to necessarily account for a ton of wins but are the worst team in the NFL this past season maybe maybe not but I would have think that they would have been a little bit better offensively with more and possibly even with Thielen still here in Carolina had that been a decision that they would have made had DJ Moore stuck around they can't let Brian Burns leave for nothing after all that they've turned down and gone through by not signing him and trading him away at any of those points in times like it's just that simple to me. You can't let him walk. When he's considered the top available free agent by a publication like The Athletic, there's just no reason why any smart organization would let that kind of player leave, especially when he plays a premium position. You got quarterbacks. You got edge rushers. You have wide receivers, of course, corners, defensive tackles. You have often, you have left tackle. You have all those players that are premium positions. An edge rusher right there, probably behind quarterback, is one of the most important in the NFL. Probably the second most important in the league. And you have a player who's only 25, already has 46 sacks, has been a two-time Pro Bowler, and who the rest of the league looks at as the top available free agent. You can't let that man walk. So if you can't come to terms with a contract, you got to go ahead and slap that tag on him. One of your best players and leaders you don't have anybody else if you don't have Brian Burns, and he's just too valuable to get nothing out of him leaving Carolina. So that's the case for tagging Brian Burns. How about the case against tagging Brian Burns? I'll present that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes guesswork out of buying tickets. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Carolina Panthers have a decision to make. Either give Brian Burns a long-term deal or slap the franchise tag on him, and they could also let him walk for nothing. To me, there's really only two choices. You either tag him and keep him or trade him. So I guess that's multiple choices, but you either tag him and keep him or you tag him and you trade him. There really isn't any choice other than that aside from avoiding the franchise tag altogether and paying Brian Burns what he wants. So you can pay him what he wants, or you can tag him, then later on pay him what he wants, or you can tag him, then trade him elsewhere, even though you're unlikely going to get the same return you could have gotten from the Rams, or you could let him go. But you can't let him go. You either tag him or you give him what he wants, 
and then you can figure things out later as far as the franchise tag if you end up doing that. So there's a case for Brian Burns, which I've already presented. What about the case against franchise tagging Brian Burns? And I quite honestly don't feel like there is any case against it, but if there was going to be a big case against it, it's the cap space ramifications for the Carolina Panthers having to do that. The franchise tag for Brian Burns is $22.7 million. He is absolutely worth $22.7 million based off of what he's done so far in his career. And that's calculating the entirety of his career. We're not just looking at one year. We're looking at what he's done in his entire career and also at his age right now, 25, and what you would project him to do. I've had people come up to me and say that you're not going to pay him for what he's going to do. You're going to pay him for what he's done. Well, if he's been a Hall of Fame player and he's 40, he's 35, are you really going to pay him for what he's done? Uh, probably not. But you would want to, if he's 25 and he's been a Pro Bowl player and he's coming into his prime, wouldn't you want to pay him for what you expect him to do? Because if he's already 25, he's already been a two-time Pro Bowler, you, wouldn't you expect him to continue to ascend and maybe one day be an All-Pro? That would be my thought process there. So, yes, if he's 25, he's already played at a Hall of Fame level, yeah, you're going to pay him for what he's done and also what you expect him to do. But you're paying somebody for your expectations of what kind of player they are and what you value them as. And the franchise tag values Brian Burns and his position at $22.7 million in 2024. And The Athletic and many other publications value Brian Burns as one of the top five available free agents as we head into this franchise tag period that ends on March 5th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Panthers, though, only have $28.6 million of salary cap space, according to OverTheCap.com. You can go ahead and do the math, 28 0.6 minus 22.7 gives the Carolina Panthers not very much cap space at all to go out there and do some of the things that they would like to do, like potentially building the offensive line back over, getting another corner to pair with J.C. Horn if Dante Jackson is here or if he's not here, finding a tight end to do anything positive for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, maybe they'll be back in a running back market. I don't know why they would do that. They could go just draft one or hope for more out of the guys that they brought in last year. There's questions, too, at linebacker. What are they going to do with, Shaq, with uh, Frankie Louvu, Shaq Thompson? So the Panthers need to have a plan, first off. I, and I, I feel very confident now. I don't know why, uh, but I do with Brant Tillis coming over here. And the why is because of what he was able to do as a lead negotiator in Kansas City over the last couple of seasons and how they've been able to handle their salary cap. I do feel good about Brant Tillis now coming in here and with Dan Morgan leading these negotiations, but especially him being the person who can figure out what to do with the salary cap and find a way to have it be a manageable situation. I, I'm not going to say I find a way to have this team be competitive because I just don't see this team being a competitive football team in 2024. I hate to see it say that. It's just it's the reality of the situation the Carolina Panthers are in. Too many times we've seen over the last couple of years in the offseason, the Panthers being led by Scott Fitter and, and whoever else had a say, just obviously trying to win, which is the whole point of this thing, but also you need to be able to build something that's sustainable. And what they built clearly wasn't sustainable as they went 2-15 and 15 and everyone got fired. The Panthers need to be thinking about what's best for, yes, Bryce Young, but also what's best for the franchise long-term and getting the franchise to be, as Dan Morgan said, they have the logo feared once again. So they got to figure out the salary cap, and it's going to be very difficult for them to do that if before free agency even begins, they have to use $22.7 million of it on a franchise tag 
for Brian Burns. And that's not even thinking about the $29 million cap hit that Taylor Moten has, the, I believe it's $15 million cap hit that uh, Dante Jackson has, the $10 million that Austin Corbett has, and all the other kind of decisions that they have to make. They can find other ways to lower the cap hit for some players, like a restructure for Moten or even an extension for Moten if that's what they want to do. Uh, the same kind of case, they could do restructure for Dante Jackson. I don't really like that idea as much uh, with Derek Brown, set 11 point. $3 million, I believe it is, that he is going to be counting against salary cap for his fifth-year option coming up this upcoming season. The Panthers could re-sign him and get that cap number down. There are ways to do it. There just are limited options as is, and they become even more limited if the Panthers are having to give up $22.7 million against the salary cap by franchise tagging Brian Burns. So if anything, that would be the number one reason why you don't do it. Because, well, you just can't afford to do it and be able to still do some of the things you like to do in free agency. It would handcuff you before free agency even begins. That would be the number one reason, in my opinion, not to do it. But you still, if you're not going to do it, need to sign Brian Burns to a a deal, give the man his money. Number two, uh, this could be for, this could also be against, there's new leadership in Carolina. And it's possible that the new leadership, they see this differently. How does Brant Tillis and Dan Morgan taking over uh, change the calculus when it comes to negotiations uh, with Brian Burns? I don't know how involved Dan Morgan was with those last year with Burns' agent. I don't know where he stands. I'm guessing he probably stands on the same side as Frank Reich did, saying, I want Brian Burns to be here because I coach football and I want to win games. And Dan Morgan understands that they need some dogs here in Carolina, and they have one in Brian Burns, and for whatever reason, they just not been paying the man, going out there and, and telling him, hey, just go, don't worry about it, just go play, be a leader, we'll figure it out down the road, and just haven't figured it out, as we are right here down the road. I would think that Dan Morgan, if he's smart, which I think he's smart, I mean, he did go to the University of Miami. Uh, whatever you want to think about their football culture back when he was playing, and it's all about the U. But Miami's a private school, and you can't be an idiot and go to Miami. You also probably aren't an idiot and get to this point in your career in the NFL. Now, it is America, plenty of stupid people running organizations all over the country, but I don't think Dan Morgan is one of those, hopefully. Uh, I, I don't, he's not. Uh, but Dan Morgan, smart guy, I feel like he wants to value Brian Burns. But is he going to be the one who gets the ultimate say there? Or is it Brant Tillis who's going to just say, hey, this is what we can do financially, and it's kind of a take-it-or-leave-it situation. But then even if that happens, you got to tag him and, and then trade him. You, you can't let him leave for nothing. That's just – that's not possible. Uh, but it's also possible that maybe Dan Morgan doesn't value Brian Burns at that price and that Brant Tillis don't. So that would be the case again, so that the leadership just isn't a believer in Burns. have a hard time believing that to be the case. That could be it. Again, not a very strong argument against doing this outside of the cap ramifications and what it would do for the Panthers and severely limiting what their ability to do at once free agency rolls around. And number three, if you just want to be myopic and look at last year, he underperformed. Brian Burns was a pro bowler. In 21 and 22, finally had double-digit sacks in 22 at 12 and a half, and he was an ascending player. He was somebody who came out like a bat out of hell week one against the Atlanta Falcons. You're thinking, okay, the Panthers done messed up. Go ahead, give this man his money because he's about to go out there and have an all-pro season, and it's going to cost you even more money at the end of it. 
But then Shaq Thompson went down. J.C. Horn went down. And Brian Burns saw his fallen comrades and looked at his contract situation, how it hadn't been figured out. And in the back of his mind, he kind of let up a little bit. Now, he says he still gave the same effort, but he was conscious of what was going on around him and did not want to get hurt and just being a human being. And this is not a criticism of Brian Burns at all. It truly is not. He just did not play the way that he played previously. And he admitted that injuries were a factor into him playing the way he played. He only missed one game with a concussion. Uh, he's been healthy outside of the one time where he broke his, I think his wrist because he punched the turf uh, on after a special teams play. Brian Burns has been out there and I, I even think he's still playing those games with the club. So it's not like he's ever missed significant time. It's natural to be concerned about your future financially and to maybe not give the same effort because you don't want to get injured. That's just what human beings, especially playing this very violent game, will do. That would be the argument against giving him 22.7. He didn't play like a $22.7 million player last year based off of what you expected out of him. Guys are going to have up and down years, and last year was a down year for Brian Burns. The hope is, like, hell, if eight sacks, having 40 pressures, the 11.1 pressure rate, that's a down year for Brian Burns. He's probably a doggone good player. That's a down year because that's a career year for a guy like uh, Marquise Haynes or some of y'all were trying to tell me, oh, yeah, he's going to break out this year. Unfortunately, his back gave out and we didn't get to see that. God bless him. But yeah, guys, come on. There's not an argument other than cap space ramifications. And even then, if you're not going to tag him, then you need to give him the money. That's the way I look at it. So will the Carolina Panthers tag Brian Burns? I think it's Fairly obvious that they will if they're able to get a long-term deal. But when should we expect that to happen? Talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. The wait is almost over. North Carolina FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to our state. On March 11th, we'll finally be able to bet on all our favorite teams in all our favorite sports with FanDuel. There's tons of ways for you to get in on the action. You can bet on everything from the money line to over-unders to which team will win this year's Tobacco Road Rivalry, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, with live betting, you can even pick which player will put up the next bucket and the one after that. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on so you can be the first to know when FanDuel goes live in North Carolina. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. There's only a case for Brian Burns being franchise tagged, in my opinion. The case against Brian Burns is not very strong. The leadership it has changed in Carolina. I do not think this is a dumb leadership uh, power structure now with Dan Morgan taking over as president of football operations and as the GM of Brant Tills coming in as the EVP of football operations and taking care of the contracts and the salary cap side of things for the Carolina Panthers. I think that those are two sharp individuals. I still wonder what exactly it was that Dan Morgan was doing the last couple of seasons in Carolina as this worst roster in the NFL is being built, but it's a new opportunity for him. He's not, he was not the general manager. Now he's a GM. He's somebody that Tepper for all of Tepper's flaws believes in that a lot of people are building respect to him. We know who he was as a player. And we know that he's also spent a lot of time in Seattle winning organization time in Buffalo. And now he's coming down to Carolina. He's earned this opportunity. It's not like he just walked in a year ago and, and stepped into personnel side of football 
he's been doing it for a while. And he was humble enough to go in as an intern, to work his way up in Seattle, to go to Buffalo, to work underneath Brandon Bean, and to come back home so to say, here in Carolina, and the way that he spoke at the press conference, like nothing he said actually matters, but it does kind of get you real fired up. It's that red meat to the fan base when it says you need to, you know, we want to have people fear the logo again, he, that he wants to get some dogs in here. That excites people. It excites me. doesn't mean a damn thing <laughs> unless he goes out there and is able to get good players and retain the good players that you have. And what kind of message does it really send to to a lot of – players out there if you come to Carolina you do everything right and then they don't pay you and then they just let you go like what kind of message does that send we have seen the Panthers have guys like Christian McCaffrey do everything right they get paid but because the team's bad they got to move on we've seen the same thing with DJ Moore do everything right get paid the team's bad they trade him away and here we go Brian Burns done everything right is he going to get paid? Are they going to get rid of him? I want to buck the trend. I want to stop getting rid of the McCaffrey, stop getting rid of the Moors. And at the time, I totally understood, and even now, why they did the deals they did with McCaffrey. If you have one of the highest paid running backs in the NFL, and you're the worst team in the league at that point in time, you're going to get a new head coach, you need to get a quarterback, do you really need to be paying your running back $16 million per year? No, you don't. And it made sense why they did it. Did I love to see Christian McCaffrey leave Carolina? Of course not. But it made sense in itself. Now, with DJ Moore, that one didn't make any sense at all. You just traded up to get a quarterback, but then you got rid of the only receiver on the roster that could help him. That does not make sense. I'm tired of seeing good players in Carolina who were drafted in the first round leave Carolina shortly after getting paid, but just leave at all. Keep the good players that you have, and Brian Burns is one of those good players. Someone who has sat here and has gotten his ass kicked for five years and still wants to be here. If that were me, and yes, I guess because I'm from here, it might be a little bit different, but even being from here, if I was in his shoes, get me the hell out of Carolina. Don't pay me. That's fine. Let me walk. Let me go play somewhere where I can get what I want and I can go win because they're probably not going to win next year. And they might not win the year after that. I don't know when they're going to win here in Carolina. But for Brian Burns, I still want to be here. Through all the coaching staff changes, all the bull that was going on within that organization the last couple of years, that's somebody who needs to be rewarded, not just for his faith and his loyalty, but for his production and also what he's going to do for you in the future. That's why you should pay Brian Burns. So will the Panthers tag him? I think that's probably where it's going to go. I don't think that right at 401 you're going to see uh, a news bulletin that says that, the Carolina Panthers have franchise tag Brian Burns. Maybe they do. And if they do that, that clearly demonstrates to me that they have a plan where let's go ahead, let's just franchise tag them, and let's not delay this. Let's go ahead and franchise tag them. And then the Carolina Panthers can start getting to work on maybe restructuring Moten's deal or signing him to an extension, what they want to do with a guy like Frankie Louvre, getting him re-signed, if that's something they can do. Uh, also, the case with what you're going to do with Shaq Thompson, some of the offensive linemen, by going ahead and just getting that decision made right at 401 on later this afternoon, that helps the Carolina Panthers, I suppose, be able to, to go ahead and plan. I still wonder if they're going to want to still move some things around, but then try to get a deal done before March 5th. Whether a deal gets done or not by March 5th, Brian Burns is going to be a Carolina Panther. They're going to tag him, and then they have until July to figure it out as far as a long-term deal goes, and then – if they don't get it done, he's playing on the franchise tag, and we're right back here next year 
it really with not the ability to franchise tag him because it's going to be a ton more money and there's going to be some serious, even more cap ramifications. I know the Panthers' salary cap situation is better right now looking at next year. We haven't gone through free agency yet this year to even know what exactly it's going to be. I just think they need to get it done. That just It's so obvious to me that this is a guy who should stay here in Carolina, that this is a player that they should want to pay. Just stop messing around, get it done, and keep him around. I, I, I have a hard time knowing whether it would be right away that they'll do it or if it would be at, right by, by the deadline that they'll do it. I would think that they probably want to just get the deal done, figure out to get a deal done before March 5th, and if they can't, you got to tag them. That gives you an opportunity to – keep moving along and I as I mentioned before too it could make some sense to just go ahead and tag them and that now allows you to start making the other kind of um, coinciding moves that you need to do in order to get down get salary cap space and understand how much space you will have if you're not able to actually come to terms with Brian Burns whereas if you waited then there is about a two-week delay before you really know where you're at financially. And there's it's very possible you could have kind of two charts of, okay, if we tag Burns, this is what our plan of action is. If we don't tag Burns right away, this is our plan of action. And if we're never able to get things figured out, this is our plan of action. I, I, I'm i hoping and I'm, I'm thinking that they have a plan. A hope that that's what the case is in Carolina. Just give the man his money. Tag him, but give him his money at the end of the day. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, subscribe and follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where I'll be back here on Friday answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to get those questions into me now. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole as always and forever. Keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Wednesday.